Hello and welcome back. This is another episode in a series of episodes of Sleep Disorders and uh, great information from Dr. Bajoy John, who's with me here today. Uh, Definitely check out those other episodes that are out there, especially if you're suffering from insomnia, sleep apnea, things of that nature. Uh, Something about Dr. Bajoy John, the guy is, he's the goat, man, when it comes to uh, sleep, being being an expert in sleep, issues and things of that nature. He's also a board-certified physician and practicing sleep specialist in uh, private practice with over 25, 30 years occasionally uh, in pulmonary critical care, sleep medicine, uh, treating children and adults with various sleep disorders. He is the founder and medical director of Sleep Wellness Clinics of America in Brentwood, Tennessee, as well as the Sleep Fix Academy. Welcome back, my friend. Good to see you as always. Good, James. It's always a pleasure. Today we're talking about uh, something that hits home for me, um, you know, getting uh, fat because of lack of sleep. That, that hasn't been my problem. I've, I've I've always been I've always been someone who got plenty of sleep. So I don't know what my issue is, but you know, apparently this is quite a chronic issue with a lot of different people um, with just gaining weight through lack of sleep. That's a thing, right? Correct. So it's very simple, Jim. If you don't sleep well, you have more time to be awake, right? Mm -hmm. More time you're awake, guess what you're doing? You're going and trying to get a snack Mm -hmm. and usually bad choices, right? You're going to the refrigerator. You you know, you have a snack next to you. So more time awake, meaning more time to eat. Mm -hmm. And the choices we make are usually poor because we're groggy and we make, we always reach out for the high carb, high fat, fulfilling, quick snack, correct. And studies have shown, uh, like I mentioned in my book on the chapter on weight, when you eat high glycemic uh, food, meaning high sugar Mm -hmm. and high fat, your sleep onset is delayed. And if you eat low glycemic food with uh, meaning fiber and and, uh, meat in limited portions, you tend to sleep better. Another thing, when you eat too much, the your stomach is full. Mm-hmm. Just the physical discomfort of uh, getting into a comfortable position are I, some of the common things. I may or may not have been guilty of that. And I know firsthand what it's like to go to bed or try to go to sleep when your heart is racing from what I presume is the blood flow needed to digest all the things that you just, you know, whether it's alcohol, whether it's sugar, whether it's, high carb, you know, high carb diet. Um, typically I've noticed as I've gotten older, I can only really have one or two slices of pizza in one sitting. Otherwise my heart rate goes through the roof. Well, Jim, here it is. So we need energy to digest our food. The food stays in our stomach for about 60 minutes to about sometimes up to two hours. Mm -hmm. So, you're cranking up the digestive system. So end product of any process is heat. Guess what? Heat is not good for you to sleep. It raises the core body temperature. I've talked before, the melatonin, the, the hormone that puts you to sleep is only secreted when the temperature is lower. So here you are, here's your factory just cranking, you know, more temperature and preventing you from sleeping. Yeah. And then you mentioned pizza. Pizza uh, is a, you know, it, it it does. It's a. It's an acidic food. It's got and also it's got fat. So all those tend to re- relax the the valve 
of the food passage called the esophagus. So there is a valve that literally closes so food doesn't come from the stomach back up. Mm-hmm. But the alcohol and pizza kind of tend to relax that the valve. We call it the lower esophageal sphincter. So the acid is coming back and causes heartburn or acid reflux. So that is a major... How Italian people that get away with this, though? That's the only thing. <laughs> you know, they, they mix a uh, lot of low-glycemic food. They eat a big salad, mm-hmm. and they tend to eat uh, earlier. Right. And plus, they exercise and they walk. You know, their system is a little bit different. I wondered that many times. Yeah. But their eating habits is... Uh, there might also be a little bit of an issue with their food supply, but, you know, yes. be more pure, I would imagine. Yes. I do notice when I eat a, um, what they call a margarita pizza, which is very minimal... Um, mostly tomato sauce, hopefully, yes. you know, good tomato sauce. And it's got the spotty mozzarella on it. Mm-hmm. It's not like a regular cheese pizza. Yeah, That pizza doesn't have that effect on me. Right. Less fat. You know, fat takes a lot of energy to no. burn and then the heat. Right. Uh, and the heat is not the best for you to sleep. So uh, I'm noticing here in some of your notes, the uh, freshman 15. <laughs> that is something that is a, uh, a phenomenon known that uh, when kids go off to college, um, typically they gain weight. Yes. It's just, uh, you know, at home you have a structure, more structure. Kids, when they go to college, their sleep is completely changed. They tend to stay up later and then they schedule the classes later and they have more time to s- stay awake. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a lot of extracurricular, new extracurricular habits, friends, you know, sports, uh, you know, their, their college Sports teams, you know, sororities, fraternities, though they're staying up uh, later, uh, and so that's a that's a major problem. And and of course, uh, you know, like I mentioned, when you're staying up lo- longer, you're making poor choices. You're eating, you know, chips and and also drinking alcohol. You know, it has more calories. So alcohol, like I mentioned in my previous episode, messes up sleep. So you uh, you are access to more food. You're staying up later. And your sleep is, uh, you know, the sleep quality and the quantity, the number of yeast reduced. So that changes the whole aspect of your life. And then here's a perfect uh, example of, um, you know, freshman 15. Mm-hmm. And, and not to mention uh, the COVID-19 or COVID-20. A lot of people have gained weight because they're staying home. They're, their complete, uh, you know, structure is, you know, changed. You have more time to be awake and doing things. And like I mentioned, more time you are awake, you're going to be always eating and especially bad food. I would imagine there's even a subconscious aspect to that because when people were able to stay home, I don't have to get up and get dressed. I can get up a little bit later. Uh, I don't even necessarily have to take a shower. I can just kind of put a comb through my hair, put a nice shirt on and wear underwear because I'm going to be on a Zoom call. Correct. Right. So I'd imagine, does that have play? I guess that played into it as well. Welcome back to this series of excellent videos and podcasts for your information regarding sleep with my guest, Bajoy John, Dr. Bajoy John. You're a board certified, you're like the world renowned sleep expert in the universe. If you say so, Jim. That's right. <laughs> He's a board certified physician and practicing sleep specialist currently in private practice. Over 25, I'm going to say, we decided 30 years, right? 25 to 30. 25. 25, 25 in practice if you add 
Yeah. Training, it'll be 30. But you've got experience in pulmonary, critical care, and sleep medicine, treating children with adults and adults with various sleep disorders. He's the founder and medical director of Sleep Wellness Clinics of America, PLLC in Brentwood, and the Sleep Fix Academy. Thanks yes. for being here, Bill. Yes. So today we're talking about weight loss and weight gain when it comes to uh, sleep and the things that, and, and those habits uh, therein. So tell me a little bit about that. Because we, we talked here um, about different people that have life changes. Maybe they go off to college. Um, we get to certain ages, 40, uh, and things happen in our bodies that we don't necessarily like, which requires much more effort. Um, how does sleep play into weight loss and weight gain? I, I know personally how it's worked out for me, but you know, and I'm working on it. So. Yes, I mean, it's a simple fact that the more you stay up, the more chances you're going to be doing things like reaching out a snack, so you have more time to eat. Mm-hmm. Most That's the problem with uh, human people who work a late night shift or the third shift. They're up all you know, night and they want to stay, be awake. They What do they do? Everybody tries to grab a drink. You know, uh, It's usually not the right choices. So that's a simple, simple fact. The more time you stay awake or the less time you're sleeping, you have more uh, chance to eat. Mm-hmm. And by eating a late meal, uh, you know, the, there's a process, the digestive process uh, requires temperature. You know, the end result is raised in body temperature. So what happens with that is melatonin, the hormone that puts you to sleep, it, it's optimally secreted when the temperature is cold. So inside your body's so warm, it doesn't secrete, so it affects the quality of sleep. Mm-hmm. So here you are, you, you eat more, you know, you make bad choices and then you're not sleeping well. And then if you're not sleeping well, you have more time to eat. So it's just a vicious cycle people fall into. Is that why they say uh, to try and sleep in a cold environment? Correct. Okay. So there, uh, melatonin, which is secreted in dark and cold. Uh, that's the reason, you know, uh, people in warmer climates, they don't even sleep that good because of uh, uh, the temperature. You'd think the opposite in warmer climates. You think tropical, you don't have to wear you know, blankets on. You just kind of, I mean, I've always enjoyed, you know, I'm not sure. I'd never really paid attention to my sleep quality when things are warmer, but, you know. I, I advise all, the, you know, all my clients to have the experimented temperature between 65 and 70. Keep the temperature in your bedroom kind of And cooler. that's with uh, air conditioning on, I guess. Correct. Yeah. But I mean, in the warmer climates, you know, you can, you can obviously do that. And I guess if you, as long as you have uh, climate control, You're good. you should be fine. Yes. But how did we, how do we survive so long, especially those in warmer climates? Yeah. I mean, uh, talking about in those times, there are not other influences in today's world. Yeah. You know, think about the invent of technology and the lighting. In the past, people used to sleep. There were two sleep cycles. People used to sleep all the time. There's nighttime and also pretty much a lot of uh, daytime. And then people stayed awake in between. So that ever since the inventor of uh, invention of the light, our sleep patterns have changed a lot. Interesting. Yes. I never even thought about yeah. it that way. Because your circadian rhythm can get thrown off. Correct. I imagine. Yes. So what about weight loss? How does that work with sleep? So when you uh, eat right, you have more energy. You have, you know, you feel rejuvenated. And then you, you use that energy to uh, work out. Mm-hmm. See, there's a common, uh, one of the most common problems that I see in my clinic is people with a sleep apnea. So everybody thinks that if you have sleep apnea and then correction of sleep apnea will help them to lose weight. But on the contrary, you have been spending so much energy trying to breathe at night 
people tend to gain weight with, you know, treatment with CPAP. So I tell tell uh, anybody who comes to my clinics, if I'm treating them for sleep apnea, you're likely to uh, gain weight. But you use that energy since your problem is uh, corrected and work out and have, um, you know, more more time and more energy and more stamina to work out. Hence, you lose weight. Because that's kind of what happened with me with the CPAP. A lot of people, I was made to understand that, hey, you get on a CPAP, you can actually drop weight. That's the opposite happened. Yes, there's a lot of misinformation. People right. tend to believe what they want to believe or whatever they're exposed to. So. Yeah, but what the reality is versus what our beliefs right. are. Vastly yes. different. Yes, but if you sleep well, you know, you have more energy. You know, you make better food choices because if you're tired, you're going mm. to make bad choices. Right. You just want easy and convenient. Correct. And that's um, usually, you know, the high glycemic food, which can affect the quality of sleep anyway. So among your seven proven sleep strategies for better health and success, how which numbers play into this? Which uh, steps? So I tell uh, everybody to have a fixed schedule. You have to. So what is the right schedule is sleep has to be between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. That's a rough number. You can go 30 minutes early 30 minutes, you know. So, but you have to have a schedule. You have to revolve around that. So that's the number one, uh, you know, uh, strategy I tell people. And then if, you, if you're not sleeping, you leave the room. You know, you don't need to toss around. Everybody's sleep is affected, you know, different times in our lives. We're all, so leave the room and come back. And then the third important thing, we already talked about the temperature. The third important thing is if you are, you know, the tendency is if you are an insomniac, if you don't sleep well, most people go to bed earlier mm-hmm. and they struggle to sleep even longer. So it's a, this is a well-proven strategy that you have to restrict your sleep. If you go to bed at 10, you can sleep till 12, uh, mid, 12 midnight. You need to go to bed around 11.30. And then you have to wake up at uh, 6.30. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other s- strategies that I commonly talk about, you have to calm your mind, you kind of calm your body, you have to keep your uh, bedroom uh, the environment, you know, uh, comfortable. Mm-hmm. And don't make sleep very complicated. It's a simple process, but when you add layers to it, then it's a problem. And of course, uh, not to talk about the electronic stuff that has uh, messed up the entire generation. <laughs> In so many ways. <laughs> so many ways, yes, yes. <laughs> well, uh, anything else regarding this, this topic at all? Or? So, you know, there's good sleep also uh, has hormonal changes, right? Uh, so when you sleep well... Um, you know, there is a, there are two major hormones controlling your appetite. That's called the ghrelin and leptin. Everybody knows about it. So the ghrelin is the growth, I mean, uh, the appetite promoting. So if you don't sleep well, you're going to have more of ghrelin and you are going to be staying hungry. And when you sleep better, leptin, which is a appetite suppressant, is more, more secreted uh, when you sleep well. So Poor sleep is going to affect you in both ways. It ends up getting more ghrelin and less leptin, so you're going to gain a lot of weight. A uh, few other things is you don't want to go to bed with a full stomach, you know, just the just the physical discomfort. And also try to avoid all the acidic food, you know, um, you know, high uh, carbonated beverages. You, you, you tend to have acid reflux. Mm-hmm. That can affect your sleep. Um, so those are some of the few few things, and also the uh, the high glycemic food that I talked about, high carbohydrates, you know, carbonated beverages. That if you have that, especially closer to bedtime, your quality of sleep is poor. And especially if it, if you eat a lot of fat, that also affects your quality. So a low glycemic food like vegetables and protein that helps to have a better quality of sleep. 
up until a certain time, I would imagine. Correct. I tell people at least give three to four hours, mm-hmm. you know. Between the, your last meal and when you Correct. Because, you know, food stays in the stomach for a, a good two to three hours. So Sometimes it just goes right through me. But, you know. <laughs> different people are different. Yeah, I, I know. It's just, I'm just weird. Yes. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, if you want to learn more, make sure you see the sleepfixacademy.com. Yes. And uh, also uh, see Dr. Bajoy John for any sleep issues that you may be having because he knows his stuff. You've been doing it certainly long enough. So yes. thank you for anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can visit my website, uh, www.sleepfixacademy, where I have a lot of information, all these podcasts. And there are se- several other podcasts on insomnia topic. I just gently touched on on that subject here. But if you want to go into detail and you can take a sleep uh, assessment tools are there. Uh, your sleep uh, journaling is there so you can see your how well you sleep and identify any of the sleep problems that you have. Well, very good. And of course, if you know anybody that's suffering uh, through these types of ailments, share these podcasts with them because I think it could be definitely helpful, especially with reaching out to Dr. Bajoy John. Uh, with, uh, their Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jim.